Independent fact-checkers have determined that this program may expose listeners to extremist views and ideas. If you feel you may have been radicalized by this program free resources are available including the Bible, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution and Bill of Rights and a junior high science book to remind you boys have penises and girls have vaginas. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Soda Weight Loss, partner of the week at sodaweightloss.com. We sure appreciate you guys. So fascinating uh, the way that all came about, this partnership. First big company to reach out to us, to reach out to you, and it's been a fantastic relationship. Last week, I said... Last week, I said that the Democrat Party in the next four or five years was going to normalize Satan worship and Satanism. And I, I got finished recording and I thought about that all day thinking, you know, we pride ourselves on the show uh, by putting God's word at the center. And I see, there I go, pride myself. Uh, let's reverse that. We're fortunate to have the Lord help us when I'm doing it the right way, like I just failed to do, uh, to have his word at the center of things. And so I was thinking, uh, uh, that's truly what I believed last week, that they're going to normalize this stuff. And why wouldn't they? They're normalizing everything around it. You know, the the the, the image of Satan is worshiped by a lot of these people is, is a being with no defined gender, no defined sexuality or biological sex. It's not a biological entity. It's, it's a being with serpents in the groin area and women's breasts is how it's depicted. And you look at the chemical and surgical mutilation of children for no good reason. And you look at the pushing of it, not just the doing it, but the pushing it. You look at the normalizing of everything that goes opposite the Ten Commandments. Reparations is coveting. It is failing to forgive. It's theft. And that it takes from people who never held slaves and gives to people who never were slaves it takes from people whose ancestors never held slaves and gives to people whose ancestors never were slaves. In some cases, it takes from people who were slaves and gives to people who were never slaves and ancestors were never slaves. It's theft, it's coveting, it's failure to forgive. Everything they do stands adverse to the Ten Commandments. And the word of God is is super, super clear on this front. I've, I've gotten some notes from people saying Satan doesn't exist. He's in our hearts and in our minds, and that's what it says in the Bible. But dear, dear friends, that's not what it says in the Bible. It's not. And we'll talk about that. So I said that last week. I struggled with it. And I thought, I may have to retract that. But then I look again at the speech the figurehead was caused to give. A, a, a government pushing atheism, a, a government attempting to wind practice of Christianity out of the public sphere in, in, in totality. And then they hire this guy to go be the monkeypox czar. And I said, oh, okay. They actually went and did it. This is a guy who is a publicity hound. His name is Dimitri Daskalakis. He's the CDC's, he was the CDC's unconventional new HIV czar. 
He's now the monkeypox czar. And this guy is a Satanist. And he's going to have to prove to me that he's not a Satanist. Because I'm sorry, if you have the, the satanic pentagram tattooed on your chest, that means something. If you go about dressed in overtly sexual ways, having yourself, having your picture taken with a man in a, in a leather dog mask, and if you under, and understand anything about or have experienced anything from separate countries like Seattle and San Francisco, where the pride events uh, feature men who like to have sex with one another as they're dressed up with animals, dressed up as animals, and you know what you're looking at, they went and did it. This guy works for the federal government. Uh, looking through some of his social media posts. And by the way, Benny Johnson has done a fantastic job at this. He was on this immediately. This is an Instagram post that your new monkeypox czar put up. And it is a picture, and it's in the show sheet. If you want to see these pictures, go to the ToddHermanShow.com, sign up for our sub stack, and you'll get this stuff. It's, it's all the show notes. This is a picture of a man, uh, his face up in the air, uh, bearded's got a tattoo. Oh, look, it's like a satanic tattoo. Huh? He is placed in front of a computer monitor with a fake fire on it. And this is what Dimitri writes. This is really Michael McNeil with a Yule log. We did not use his new hoodie. What's it say? Hood be shirt to unlock. Oh, wait, we did not use his new hood be shirt to unlock the gates of hell. Christmas. Hashtag Christmas. And there are more pictures of this guy. And what's so disturbing to me about this, well, all of it's disturbing, is I saw a woman who calls herself a Christian replying to some of Benny's work on this. And she said, how exactly is this different from hiring a Christian? Well, it's different from hiring a Christian in that Satan is a being who wants to trap people into torture for eternity out of his rage and pride. Wants to take us down with him. The Lord Jesus went through torture and death on our behalf to rescue us, to live with him in eternal happiness. There's a big difference. And she said, oh, well, separation of church and states in the literally in the Constitution. And it's, of course, literally not in the Constitution. Literally not. Free practice of faith is, and this guy is free to practice this faith. Here is a picture of your new monkeypox uh, monkey are in a center of a pentagram in a darkened room. Um, let's see, is he the one on, the, on, on his kneeling or are they in a chair? Um, another man, of course, with him. Geometry is dead. Measure of a man. Oh, look, another pentagram. Come and see uh, the Destinago mass sculpture. Newly positioned. It's this is he. He is apparently teaches a spin class, and he has a pentagram in his spin class. Hey, look, a t-shirt with a pentagram. His entire life appears to be dominated by worshiping the pentagram. And if this doesn't make it clear enough for everybody that they in fully intend to normalize this stuff, what exactly would get you to that point? If you look at the clown show that some people will call it, that is the that are the people who run around Joe Biden. Let's remember, they have a man who likes to dress as a woman and likes to sing songs worshiping Tony Fauci, who is in charge of our spent nuclear waste. And certainly he's he's mentally, mentally all there, right? 
Um, incidentally, he teaches courses on the importance of kink and BDSM, as I recall, for college students. He's in charge of making sure that our spent nuclear fuel is fine and nuclear waste is fine. You have Dimitri, and we'll hear from Dimitri here in a second. You have the man who pretends to be a woman who runs, helps run Health and Human Services, who has said he intends to have street kids sexually and chemically mutilated. He intends to use the full force of that position to force you to participate in it. His counterpart in Canada is doing the same thing. They're transing street kids. And when one understands that the demon they worship is a demon depicted as having no sexual, having no, no gender, no biological sex. And again, it's not a biological being. Does this stuff begin to make more sense to anybody? Does anyone else talk about this in this way? I, I don't know because I, I am not blessed with enough time to listen to other podcasts. I know there's people who've mentioned it. I saw Steve Dace mention it. Obviously, Benny Johnson's all over it. We'd better start talking at this level. We'd better start to accept the times in which we live. The times in which God has decided we shall live. You see, there is the biblical way to look at this. And yes, we'll get to some words from this monkeypox are in a second. There's the biblical way to look at this, which is the way, in my judgment, to look at this from 1 John chapter 5, verses 18 through 20. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who is born of God keeps them safe and the evil one cannot harm them. We know that we are children of God and the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know that the Son of God has come and given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God in eternal life. So for folks like uh, Edward and others who sent me notes saying Satan's not a real thing. It's, it's in our head. That's what it says in the Bible. I love you. And no, that's not what it says in the Bible. The Bible is very clear. There you are, discussion of the evil one. In Ephesians 6, verse 12, this is a very famous verse, and you'll hear me reference it often. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And later on, we will talk through the rank and file of Satan's kingdom. A, a pastor put together a great, great um, sermon on this. And incidentally, just one note, I can hear people saying, wait, wait, if I've, if I've, if I've committed Lord Jesus, I don't continue to sin. I think what that means is, is explained to me is we don't continue to practice sin, meaning like you practice um, a sport, right? Or you practice shooting to get good at it. We no longer practice sin to get good at it. Right. We, we when we do, we repent and we seek to not do it again. That's a way to look at this. And it's well, for me, of course, the way. Another way to look at this, and maybe this is for friends of ours who don't yet understand the Lord and, and consequently don't know the Lord. is to go to a pop culture reference. This is uh, from the movie Taken. Do you remember that movie? It is Neam Leeson, uh, who is a, a painfully obtuse man. And I'm, I'm trying to be kind. He's a great actor, but he's just so painfully, painfully obtuse. He recently said that there is, um, that, that there's no connection between the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe in Christianity. He, he actually said that. And of course, he played... Uh, uh, he played it, the, the key role in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the lion. That's meant to be God. And he said, oh, there's, there's, there's no connection between the books and Christianity. The, the, the author would beg to differ where he's still alive, C.S. Lewis. Because Aslan was the Christ figure in that story because C.S. Lewis had converted to Christianity and was trying to teach Christianity. 
still Neil Neeson's a good actor. Liam Neeson, pardon me, is a good actor. He's, a, in fact, a great actor. He was in a movie called Taken. And now they've made several idiotic uh, sequels to this. It's a thriller. It's got violence, porn tendencies, and a bunch of nudity in it. And the plot of the story is a very simple one. His estranged daughter goes on a trip to Europe against his wishes. Or not, not against his wishes, against his better judgment. She doesn't listen to her dad's advice. Her dad is a spy, CIA or something of the sort, or retired from that. He's, 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 a, he's an assassin. And he knows how to get the job done. His daughter is, in fact, eventually kidnapped. He is on the phone with her as it happens. There's a key line I want you to hear in this. Now, the next part is very important. They're going to take you. Kim, stay focused, baby. This is key. You will have five, maybe ten seconds. Very important seconds. Leave the phone on the floor. Concentrate. Shout out everything you see about them. Hair color. Black color, tall, short, scars. Anything you see, you understand? They're there. I can hear them. Remember, concentrate. Put the phone closer so I can hear. For ransom, I can tell you I don't have money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Good luck. Good luck. There's a lot of key lines in that for this topic. Number one is you will be taken. The earth will be taken. This is a foregone conclusion if we're biblical people. And we can just go back to the biblical reference from 1 John. We can just go right back to that. We know that anyone born from God does not continue to sin, meaning does not continue to practice sin. The one who is born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under control of the evil one. See, it's foretold. So can we stop being surprised? And this goes to me, to my shame. Last week when I spoke those words that the Democrat Party is going to normalize Satanism and and worship of Satan, I later doubted that. Well, why would I? That's like doubting the word of God. And if this is a little heavy and a little chilling, well, on a temporal sense on this earth, it should be because Satan is evil. He's a thief, a liar, and a murderer from the beginning, and he stalks us like a lion ready to devour us. He operates in darkness. We need to keep things in the light. We need to speak confessions to Christian brothers and sisters. 
the challenges that we have, the pain that we have, the worry, the doubt. We need to speak this stuff because Satan operates in the darkness. When we don't speak that stuff, that's where he plays in our minds. And we need to understand something else, something else about the <laughs> Liam Neeson in that role. There's one other thing he says, and then we'll get to the words of this guy who's apparently a Satanist and runs the monkey pox response, pox, for the figurehead. Pretty key. Uh, it was such a joy uh, this weekend. I got to have social time with Tim Cruikshank from Bonefrog Coffee. I, I got to have social time with he, uh, with Tim and his friend Mike. Mike is also uh, a veteran. Tim, of course, a 25-year Navy veteran and Navy SEAL. And I got to visit with both gentlemen. I'd not met Mike before. Great guy. Really enjoyed chatting with him. Had a really successful podcast at one point and decided to stop doing it. And um, Tim and I have not had a lot of social time face-to-face. -face. We visit often on the phone. Uh, but to visit face-to-face, -face, I got to take him to my beloved pizza place, uh, Embers in the Lake, down near Hauser, Idaho. And it was so refreshing. Also, he brought me a bunch of coffee. Now, I pay for my coffee, but right now I've got a bunch of free coffee. And I'm giving out some samples um, in, in Idaho, try to you know, get people to try the coffee, etc. cetera. Uh, he also connected with a bunch of people over here. And here's the thing I want you to know again, because there's a lot of companies popping up that want to claim and do have veteran status. There was a coffee company and there's no doubt those guys, they're, they're meat eaters. They're for real. But when it came, push came to shove and their commitment to the second amendment was being attacked by the Mockingbird media during the Kyle Rittenhouse affair, when the Mockingbird media was pretending that Kyle Rittenhouse went to murder people and that um, he, he, you know, secreted the gun across the border and uh, he was a white supremacist and all that. That coffee company folded. Whoops, we hate Kyle Rittenhouse. He's a dummy. Well, I can tell you, having now spent several hours with Tim face-to-face -face and chatting with him and hearing him talk with great reverence about his brother's, um, his brother Navy SEALs and their exploits and things they've done and his commitment to this country, it's always been sort of difficult for me to, to, to picture Tim as a Navy SEAL, though I know he is, because he is a gentle and, and unbelievably nice man. Of course he is. He's, he's a discipled man. But man, when he went and told the battlefield stories, I could see it. I, yep, there's Tim the SEAL. Yep. Still there. All of this is great. I would tell you also that it was wonderful to see him show up at my church. I should have thought to invite a brother to church since he was going to be here on a Sunday morning. Nope, I saw he and Mike um, walk into church. Okay, yep, this is for real. It always comes down to the coffee. It always does. This is my request for you. Know that these guys are always working on new blends, are always working on new roasts. They've got some great, great coffee coming up dedicated to Navy SEAL heroes. If you haven't yet tried the Bone Frog, please make it the week. Simply go to bonefrog.us. That's bonefrog.us. That's the website that Tim and I have together, bonefrog.us. That way Tim knows that talking about this on the show works and you know you're getting it from the right website and I know, etc. bonefrog.us. We're going to have Tim on to talk through some things. Um, I really want him to tell some of these stories that he told me about what it was like to be a SEAL. Unbelievably, unbelievably fascinating. So this is Dimitri, the apparent Satanist. <laughs> He's describing here monkeypox. 
clarify sure. the, the confusion that exists, the misperceptions? Yeah, so I think, you know, this, this virus transmits through very close skin-to-skin -skin physical contact, often in the setting of sexual exposure. But um, there are other mechanisms for its transmission, including if you touch objects that individuals who've had monkeypox touch, or if, um, if you have prolonged exposure to respiratory droplets. With that said, signaling to people um, who are in the gay, bisexual, other men who have sex with men communities, and also transgender people who have sex with men, that it's really important to have awareness that it's circulating in the community is really a critical part of the messaging, while not generating um, you know, inordinate concern and really focusing on the infection as linked to an identity. So it's just an infection, it's not linked to identity. It just happens to be in the social network. Okay. So he's a liar and, and that makes perfect sense that he's a liar. Well, first of all, he works around the CDC. Therefore most, well, I shouldn't say that a, a lot of people at the CDC are, are proven liars, but let's just go through this real quick. And this is going to be a little bit of rough language. And I apologize for that. If there's kids listening, uh, maybe skip about two minutes of this it's rough language. And, and uh, by the way, before I get to the rough language, being actively same sex, you know, uh, attracted and active in same sex sexual activity. It, yeah, that's a sin. And so is adultery. And so is thinking of adultery. And so is using pornography because you are watching adultery, unless they're all married people, in which case you're being a mentally adulterous. The church has really erred by making active homosexuality at making that uh, the special sin really aired. We need to be very clear that we all sin. We all fall short of the grace of God. So to the rough part, our bodies are not designed for things to go into the anus. They're not. That's and, and, and repeated actions that way, like making that the thing you do all the time, that is going to destroy the tissue in there. And you're going to get a lot of ripping and tearing and blood exchange. And there's your monkeypox. The initial spread of monkeypox. And let's remember that we had people bragging about men who have sex with men bragging about, yep, I got COVID and monkeypox in the same weekend and I went to an orgy. Now, what's the difference? Well, the difference here is this is being promoted. So he's softening that. It's not the identity, it's the actions. Touching an object with someone that someone touched who had monkeypox, yeah, it depends on how you touch it. If you pick up a pen, someone had monkeypox touched, you're probably not going to get the pox. If you insert an object, well, then maybe you will get monkeypox. And to the point I made about Liam Neeson and the rest of that quote, God pursues everybody. God wants all of us with him. He pursues all of us. Some of us are going to not choose God. Some of us aren't going to take the free gift because we can't take the knee. And look, I've shared with you, it took me decades to take the knee. And it was only in the past five years that I, when I say take the knee, what I mean is I truly, truly got to my knees and said, I can't do anything without you, which is biblical. The Lord Jesus said, hey, apart from the father, I can't do anything. Now, the earthly rewards, the earthly treasures, storing up treasures on earth. Yes, of course, we know, we know who ruled the, rules the world. Of course, we can make that happen on an earthly sense, but anything that's long lasting, anything that's eternal is impossible without the father. So when Liam Neeson says, I have a very specific set of skills, great line, uh, gained in a very long career, great line, that make me a nightmare to people like you, great line, all of it's great writing. And of course the line, the pause, I will find you and I will kill you, good luck. I mean, it's great thriller writing. But he'd never stop pursuing his daughter. Now, the Lord Jesus isn't making decisions for people to go to hell. That's, that's not what he's doing. He's painting. He's provided his word. He's provided the Holy Spirit. He's turned to us, disciples, to help people steer away from that. He's providing everything possible to get people to not make that decision. But look how we're ruled in this world. 
They've now advertising a guy like this and they're promoting it. And he puts himself on the picture of magazines like Plus. He's a he's on the picture of a magazine because he's this guy and they say the CDC's unconventional new HIVs are. Yes, a man who apparently engages in the very acts that would give you HIV and spread HIV. But it's more than that. It's the promotion of this. This is why the Pride event is perfectly named the Pride event. God abhors human pride in all things. Because he says, look, I gave you the molecules. I gave you the air, the water. I gave you everything. And you're proud of yourself? Well, can't you be thankful to me? So the pride event's perfectly, perfectly named. But the world is ruled by the evil one and this obsession with same-sex activity. It's not, it's, it's, gosh, this is hard. We all have friends who are same-sex attracted, all of us. We all have people we love who are same-sex attracted. And incidentally, we all have friends who've committed adultery. Every single one of us. I'm in my mid-50s. You all have friends who've done this. All of us have friends who've done it. So it's not different. We get to still love them. And we get to say, like, if you, if you came across a Christian brother on a date with someone, not his wife, smooching up on some lady, what would you do? Would you look at him and go, woo, pride, love, hitting that. No, you'd probably be sick to your stomach. And if you were out and, and socializing and you saw a Christian sister, you know, smooching on some guy, not her husband, are you going to go over and go, ooh, getting some sister. Look at that, pride. Nope. Probably what we would do is in the church, go privately to the person and say, hey, I need to share with you. I saw you kissing that guy who's not your husband. And sister, we got to pray. You're committing a grave sin. And we need to, we need to you know, get you out of this. And hey, you know what? You got to tell your husband. And oh, I'm not doing that. I said, then, then you're out of the church. We'll, we'll take it to the elders and you're no longer in the church. Because you're refusing to repent. When you repent and are truly sorry and stop the behavior and are truly sorry, you can come back. Well, but he's my soulmate. And, and my husband doesn't understand me. And he's my soulmate. Yeah, but you're married. Yeah, but I, I, I'll never be happy. No, you'll, no, 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 no. It's not, it's not just about happiness and satisfaction. It's about being made holy. We're on earth for a very short time. Seems like a long time sometimes, but it's very short time in comparison to eternity. In comparison to eternity, it is the literal, the, the cliched blink of an eye. So do we have our focus on that thing that's eternal with our friends that we love so, so, so dearly? But you see the way the world promotes this. Wait till you hear Christian Amanpour. Christian Amanpour had an interview with a guy who is president-elect of Kenya. She's done this before. She, she seems to do this every time she gets an interview like this. It's one topic for her. There's one thing in the world that matters to her for world leaders like this in Africa. And this guy just sets her straight. It's, it's, kind, of a, it's kind of frustrating, but the end of it is so beautiful to behold. Ah, uh, the, uh, the world being beautiful to behold or like parts of it being beautiful. Yeah, there are parts of the world that are absolutely beautiful. There's also this notion that your outer shell determines your beauty. And I want to tell you, it's not true. Yes, there's an attractiveness to being in shape. There is. That doesn't affect your, your, your being a lovely person. It certainly doesn't affect your soul. When we talk about soda weight loss and the effectiveness of soda weight loss, and you know I've taken off 150 pounds of fat in my time back in the day, and I used a protocol. And the soda weight loss protocol is a protocol that my friends and family and friends of this podcast are using and family members of the podcast. 
Uh, last week, I did have dinner with a dear friend, my dear family member, as close a human being to me as you could be. And she is still, still embracing the soda protocol. She's gotten so good at it. We went to dinner at a new place and she wanted to have a salad. And the, the, the young lady who was serving us was going through the lists of salad dressings. She says, no, I can't have that. I'll just, she goes, I don't need dressing. And then she said, oh, I have this other one. She said, Italian. My sister says, oh, I'll have that. So proud of her. So proud that my family member said that because I was, I go, oh, I'm not going to jump in. I'm not doing it. I know the right answer, but I'm not going to do it. And the pounds of fat, unwanted fat are just coming off her body. It's just so beautiful to see. And of course, she's beautiful to me, right? As close to me as a human being can be. My dad was obese his whole life. I, I just, I, I'm guilt-ridden that I didn't have a tool like soda. There's a brother at church. And man, I'm trying to get up the courage to, to talk to him about this because it's always, it's oh, got braces on his knees and, and I see him getting up and down and it's so hurtful. And he is carrying, I'm going to guess, almost 200 pounds of unwanted fat. So I'm trying to get up that courage. But between you and me, I don't care how much you weigh. You still can be just an absolutely lovely person. But if you're sick of it, and I mean sick of it, if you're sick of it, you know it. You know, the sick feeling of always having to go up in pant size. You know it. You know constantly men walking around, shoving their, their, their shirt back into their belt. It's one of the indications I had when I put on the seven and a half uh, pounds of unwanted fat that it's back. Why? Because I know I'm ingesting my belt all the time. If you're sick of it, please, please take the step that so many fellow listeners, the podcast have my closest family members. Go to sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A weightloss.com, sodaweightloss.com. So this is Christian Amanpour. She is the foreign policy reporter, the, the head of the Foreign Bureau of CNN, because she's got an accent. And she is uh, she's interviewing the president-elect, newly elected president, president-elect of Kenya. And there's a lot going on in Kenya, but Christian Amanpour has a thing on which she chooses to focus. I want to talk to you about a specific, you know, human rights situation in parts of Africa and including in your own country. You yourself gained worldwide attention a few years ago when you said there was, quote, no room for homosexuality in Kenyan society. I want to know whether you still stand by that. We have um, Kenyan law. We have Kenyan constitution. We have our tradition. We have our customs. We will continue to respect other people's customs as they respect our customs and our tradition. I am very clear. I am very clear that we respect everybody and what they believe in. But we also have what we believe in and we expect to be respected for what we believe in. So before I ask you to flesh that out and what exactly does it mean, I want to play you what President Kenyatta said to me about this issue. I will not engage in a subject that is of no, it, uh, it, it is not of any major importance to the people and the Republic of Kenya. This is not an issue, as you would want to put it, of um, human rights or this. This is an issue of society, of our own base as a culture, as a people, regardless of which community you come from. This is not acceptable. This is not agreeable. So he's basically saying homosexuality is not agreeable. You've just said that you're kind of trying to thread the needle, that the law says one thing, but you respect everybody's rights. Will a Ruto administration crack down, like many other leaders in Africa, on the homosexual LGBTQ community? Or will you allow them their human rights and their civil rights? I think on that subject, President Kenyatta was spot on. We do not want to create a mountain out of a molehill. This is not 
a, a big issue for the people of Kenya. When the people, of, when it becomes a big issue for the people of Kenya, the people of Kenya will make a choice. As it is now, we are grappling with five million young people who do not have jobs, four million people who are hungry, and that is my concern. That is the focus of the people of Kenya at the moment. When the issue you have discussed about homosexuality and the rights of LGBT will come, the people of Kenya will make a choice and we will respect the choice of the people of Kenya. For now, Christian Amanpo, <laughs> let us focus on the real issues that affect our people. As you know, Mr. President, with respect, these are real issues that affect so many people around the world. But we will hold you to what you said and we'll come back to you um, if, the, if the situation requires it, which no problem. probably it will. <laughs> Just a beautiful answer. And respecting, I don't know that he respects those beliefs. I don't think he does. And this is the line that, that has been shoved down the throats of Americans and globally is you either celebrate, you either embrace, you enjoy, you join in the pride, or you say, you know what? We all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. All of us do. Every day, we, uh, maybe you're different. Every day I need redemption. But now the other side of this is the Biden regime. The other side of this is the Biden regime normalizing the worship of Satan, and it fits right in. And it is crazy how it fits right in. There is an Arizona superintendent of government schools who's doing the same exact thing that a guy who I consider a rampant pervert and a deeply dangerous man and a liar and an authoritarian and a coward. His name is Chris Rakedahl. He's the boss of government schools in Washington state. The former state of Washington, the separate country. He's the guy you've heard me talk about who had this sweaty obsession with running around the halls of the legislature there, pushing and shoving this vile uh, porno pornographic so-called sex ed down the throats of schools, down the throats of parents. And it was extremely frustrating to be on the radio at the time as the only one talking about it. And I was literally the only one. My friend Dory Monson, in fact, was on break when this stuff came out. He was on an extended break. And I was filling in for him on an extended basis. In fact, I think I spent... Gosh, I think I did Dory's show for like a month, maybe even six weeks. And Dory's show is a very big radio show. And we were the only ones talking about this topic. And that coward came on with me once, Rakedahl. The same exact thing they did there in the separate country of Washington is they're linking your kids to groomers. Now, that word has taken on a different meaning. It's everybody who is showing the sex ed. In this case, I the sex ed to kids. I am saying they are linking their kids, your kids in Arizona, to human groomers, to adults who like to talk about sex with kids. And God bless the Arizona Republican Party for actually taking this issue on. Can we please all see how this all fits together? Please understand that all of this is one piece. It really is. This is the Arizona Republican Party's ad. This is so well done. I am so thankful for them. God bless them for doing this. Arizona's superintendent of public instruction, Democrat Kathy Hoffman, is being sued for directing minors to hyper-sexualized chat rooms. Parents were shocked to learn that these chat rooms were easily accessible on the Arizona Department of Education's website. A quick search takes students to Queer Chat or QChat, a site where adults communicate with minors about sexuality. QChat makes clear that the adults on the site are not mental health professionals. Seemingly, the only requirement for adults to be a part of QChat is to be LGBTQ+, and to have an interest in talking to curious minors. The site draws children in with chat room topics like Marvel or Star Wars, but features rooms to discuss sex and relationships. QChat even has a quick escape feature that allows students to conceal the website from their parents. Even worse, the site doesn't tell students not to share their personal information. 
QChat is a sexual predator's dream, and Democrat Kathy Hoffman is using your tax dollars to push it onto our children. This November, let's fire Kathy Hoffman and remove her. What the website says is do not share your personal information unless you feel comfortable. That came off of a government website. Your tax dollars paid for that link. Are we making the connection clear? Are we making the connection clear that people who worship Satan see no reason to not gratify their sexual lusts on any body? Where there is no God, where nothing is disallowed, all things are permissible. Now, the roots of this go very deep. And people get frustrated sometimes with this program because I will go back to the transgender well, the transgender lie. There's no such thing as a transgender person. It is so vital that you understand the link here because we've got to defend ourselves against this, most importantly, on a spiritual basis. Here's how deep the link is. In an article in EV Magazine written by someone named S.G. Chia, and this stuff is available in a lot of other places, a lot of other sources, reminds us of how closely tied together this stuff all is. See, the, the MAPS, Minor Attracted Persons Movement, it's so very predictable because the people who are teaching that everybody should have sex with everybody and there's no such thing as gender because that's what they're teaching to blur all lines, they have a theory. It's called queer theory. And it's the same thing as critical race theory. It is exactly the same thing. And it is the exact same goal, which is to destroy society, to be rebuilt in their model. And names that you've heard probably your entire life, like Alfred Kinsey. Alfred Kinsey is still looked at as he was a PhD, still looked at as some kind of uh, legitimate academic who incidentally communicated with um, pedophiles and encouraged them to continue to rape children. One of the pedophiles with whom he communicated was Dr. Fritz, a Nazi officer, Dr. Fritz von Belusik, who raped and documented his victims' actions in order to help with the, quote, research. And Kinsley, uh, I, he it, it communicated with a lot of these guys, including a father who was raping his daughter. Oh, and as he raped her, he would look at her watch. He would look at his watch while raping his daughter to track the times of what happened during the rapes and write it down as he's raping a child. And Kinsley is still looked at as a legitimate academic. And he is tied very, very closely to the, the founder of so-called gender theory. Gender theory by a supposed doctor named John Money. John Money decided for his research into gender just being a social construct, they took a little boy and decided to raise him as a girl for research. Because if the boy's parents raised him as a girl, he would grow up as a normal, mentally healthy girl. And from the piece in EV Magazine, the story didn't end well for the child. The boy always thought he was a boy because he was. Even when he dressed, his, even when we wore the dresses, his parents bought him until finally the decades of abuse caught up and he committed suicide. This guy mentally abused a child by forcibly making him pretend to be a girl. And he's still respected in these circles. This stuff is all so very, very connected. It would not stun me to learn that Dimitri, the apparent Satanist who runs the monkeypox uh, advisory board for the, the figurehead, it wouldn't surprise me in the least to learn that he had been, been sexually assaulted. Wouldn't surprise me. In fact, I, I suspect it's true. I suspect Ashley Biden was sexually assaulted. I suspect Hunter Biden was. And they're normalizing this at the, at the most obvious and terrible levels. They are normalizing this. And there is good news because we're going to get to some of the good news because there actually is good news on a temporal basis. There's good news, not just on a godly basis, although I'm sure that this is God acting on our behalf. 
This has gone so far that there are sex education books out now that have been pushed into the schools, that in, in, into the hands of parents that, and I'm not kidding you, they instruct parents to let their children watch them have sex. Leave the door open when you're having sex in case your kids want to watch. If they don't want to watch, bring them in. Have them in bed with you while you have sex. Breastfeed your baby while you have sex. See, none of that's accidental. The people um, who are pushing this on kids are product of this stuff. And to get an idea of how tightly connected these are, there is an author named Derek Jen, uh, uh, Jensen. And he is giving a, he's doing a, 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 he's at a college. He's lecturing and the college kids are getting frustrated with him because he says, look, queer theory is all tied to all this, that no one in queer theory will push back against pedophilia. And what do we see? We see maps being normalized, minor attracted persons, the new phrase for adults who want to carry out their sexual desires on the bodies of children. This is a quick clip of this guy interacting with the students. There is a long correlation between anarchism and pedophilia and support for pedophilia. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. That's a beautiful line. Thank you so much for asking. How about something relevant? I've been talking about rape culture all day, and pedophilia and the support of pedophilia is not rape culture. Actually, actually, it seems you're acting like this is a spurious connection. So we're going to play Jeopardy. This is, we're going to play queer theory. We're going to play queer theory, pedophilia, Jeopardy. Okay, answer. Uh, commonly called the godfather of queer theory. Who is Foucault? Who is Foucault? I got it. Okay, 100 points. Um, Foucault, uh, another way to ask this is who argued, no, I guess the answer would be, argued for the eradication of age of consent laws as in down to infants? Who is Foucault? Thank you. Okay. Next one. Um, uh, the author of the the author of the uh, founding document of queer theory. Who is Gail Rubin? Who is Gail Rubin? Um, what percentage? No, no. The answer is fifty percent. Question is the amount in that article that was a defense of pedophilia, specifically quote boy lovers, so men who fuck boys. Oh. And since you're not believing me, quote, quote, this is in the founding document of queer theory. Like communists and homosexuals in the 1950s, boy lovers are so stigmatized that it is difficult to find defenders of their civil liberties, let alone for their erotic orientation. And you see what's being promoted before our very eyes. Do you see this all tying back up to the White House? Now they're graduating into religious theory. You have race theory. You have critical race theory. You have class theory. You have queer theory. You're now going to go through a period of religious theory where they replace Satanism with, with they, were, they, they attempt to replace Christianity with Satanism. And the Bible tells us this is going to work. A lot of people are going to fall in this time period. We have got to be active disciples because they're doing this now at the level of kids. This is a video from a so-called pediatrician. And she decided to teach kids how to make their own sex lube. Now, there's no audio that's meaningful in this. This is simply, she puts up a list of ingredients as the numbers count down. She's showing the ingredients. Then she shows herself boiling the ingredients in a pan. And then she pours it into a jar and magic. Kids have their own sex lube for little kids. Pediatrician. She is the same pediatrician who tells the following lie. Puberty blockers are used once puberty has started, but not when you're too far along. And what they do is they just pause your puberty where it's at. 
And that gives you time to further explore your gender identity without the extra pressure of developing in a gender in which you might not feel comfortable. And then if you continue those puberty blockers long enough, then you can start replacement therapy with the uh, gender identity hormone of your choice when you reach usually around 15 or so, or once you've been on that puberty blocker for at least a couple of years. Hope that answers your question. So puberty is simply the changing of the genitalia. That's it. That's all it is. What else develops? During puberty, what else goes through a key change? Your brain. Your brain. Kids who are put on this trash end up dropping IQ, IQ, IQ points. Why wouldn't they? Their development's being stalled. What else happens? You never grow used to the body that's developing. Man, I, I don't know about you. But when I went through puberty, there were some uncomfortable things. I, I remember wondering, did other, did other boys get hair under their arms? And I was thinking of a friend of mine in, in junior high, because we were forced to take showers. Remember that? The first time he had to take showers around other naked kids. That was, that was pretty traumatic. And I remember a boy who, into high school, never, got, never went through physical puberty. Very uncomfortable for him. Now he's a full-grown man. And it's kind of a forgotten time for him. So the lie is that this is all just so easily reversible. That's a doctor. First do no harm. Wind it all the way back to queer theory. Wind it all the way back to gender theory. They're still practicing the theory created by a man who led a kid to suicide by, by forcing him to pretend to be a girl. That's predicated upon the so-called research of Kinsey who communicated with hundreds of pedophiles who were actively raping children and taking notes as they raped them. Does anyone else not see the profound evil in this? The Lord is in action all the time in these in, in Boise, which is a city under attack. And if you're a fellow Idahoan, it is absolutely under attack. You need to start right now corralling anybody in Boise. People who live in the suburbs of Boise, you have got to get active in this. And Brad Little, the limp, also ran Republican governor of the state of Idaho. You better understand something, Brad. Your beloved low tax rates, your beloved low regulations, that stuff's gone. Your cattle industry is gone. Your farms are gone. Your rural living is gone. It's all gone. If you, Brad Little, will not go after the city of Boise by taking state monies away from them anytime they inject this stuff into society, by going after the mayor of Boise. See, this past weekend, there was another um, being proud of, of men having sex with men and women with women and, and girls who think they're boys, etc. That event was to take place in Boise. And the event did take place, but the drag queen event for children, the sexualization of children, the pedophile's dream event, it got found out. The people of God went into prayer and a bunch of sponsors pulled out of this event. And it cost them, I think, about $48,000. So they, they, one, of the, one of the organizations that pulled out was Zion's Bank. That's an interesting name for a bank, isn't it? Zion's? Do you know that Brigham Young, who became the president and prophet of the Mormon church after Joseph Smith and his brother Hiram were killed, do you know that Brigham Young called Utah the new Zion? There was a time when Zion's Bank was a solid Latter-day Saint institution, an LDS bank. Why was the LDS bank sponsoring any pride event? This is what they said um, in a statement. Over the years, Zion's Bank has supported a variety of pride events because they are an important part of our support for the LGBTQ employees and allies and are representative of our efforts to foster an inclusive, diverse, and equitable workplace and community. The support for all of our employees and communities remains unchanged. However, when we committed the sponsorship of this uh, year's prize, uh, Pride event, we were unaware of the event's activities, in, including children and minors. 
Since learning of these specific activities, we'd made the decision to withdraw participation in this year's Boise Pride event and have communicated this to the event organizers. Hey, Zions Bank, you haven't changed anything. The same people who wanted to put this on still get your money. It's all one picture. It's all bragging about sin. It's all getting good at sin. It's all practicing sin and engaging in it and loving it and glorifying it and seeking others to join in it. Remember what the figure had said when he was speaking from his hellscape. He said, we're in a battle for the soul of America. And so we're going to appoint a Satanist. Wow. Like I said last week, for once, the teleprompters or the, the, the figurehead's teleprompter for once was actually telling the truth. They are, in fact, battling for the soul of this country. Are we battling back? There's a hierarchy of demons and it's in the show notes. I didn't get to it today, but it's in the show notes. And it's all this. Remember, the good Lord left us an instruction kit, an owner's manual. Follow it and we're going to be good. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and be a student of the word of God. And then be someone who acts it out.